Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 254 is entitled The Nature of Law. In this podcast, I assert five assumptions without which creation is not possible. Assumption 1. Certain things must self-exist, having neither beginning nor end, requiring no explanation. Among those are intelligence, meaning life or consciousness, matter, energy, and potential. Matter and energy self-exist, and chaos self-exists, but laws do not. The paradox is that laws cannot be arbitrary, or they would not be laws, but they still must be organized from self-existing matter and energy. Nature cannot be organized on any other principle than upon the one which we call the laws of nature and still sustain mortal life. In other words, fish must tend to swim upstream and ice must expand as water freezes. Since the earth was created for mortal man, the laws of earth were organized by necessity. The same is true for what scientists call the Goldilocks zone, in which everything is in place to sustain mortal life. And if even one phenomenon were out of place, life on earth could not be sustained. The tilt of the earth, the rotation of the earth, the revolution of earth around the sun, the magnetic pole, the constants, the molten center, the distance from the sun, and so on. There is no such thing as an accidental universe. Purpose came first, and the organization of complete sets of laws came second. Without Christ, there would be no natural laws. Laws are what they are through intelligent design. All laws of our world work together with precision, tailored to fulfill the purposes of God. If laws appear perfect, it is because God is perfect. His kingdom represents perfect order. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't experiment. He doesn't deal with uncertainty in any form. Though I believe in evolution as manifest in nature, that rules out the theory of evolution as creator. Consider life on other planets. Who can limit God? One thing is certain. If there is life like ours on other planets, you will find the same set of laws there as you find here. The laws will be the same because the purposes of God, who never varies, are the same. Chance plays no part in God's creation. Assumption 2 Something cannot come from nothing. All scientific inquiry must begin with that immutable premise. Otherwise, we live in a fairyland where anything is possible, even elves, trolls, witches, unicorns, fairies, and so on. We must assume that matter and energy self-exist, that intelligence self-exists, that consciousness and life self-exist. In other words, That which we call life must have always existed, or there is no explanation for its existence, even the existence of God. 
for life to create itself is for something to come from nothing. The principle that something can come from nothing annihilates the very idea of science, the very fabric of science, the very reason for science to exist. For that which can come from nothing can go back to nothing, even law. If something could come from nothing, then science is merely a temporary phenomenon that explains the appearance of reality and the illusion of law. God gave us physical senses that we may see, hear, touch, taste, and feel our world. One can only assume that if life self-exists, that intelligence self-exists. That is the only explanation for the existence of God and for the existence of all humans whose spiritual bodies and physical bodies were created by God in the image and likeness of God. Nothing can reach beyond its potential, or something can come from nothing. God is God because he was a self-existent intelligence with the potential to become God. All children of God are intelligences with the potential to become gods. That is what separates man from animals. Through organization of laws, God, the father of us all, set us as his children upon a path of eternal progression, a path that we may have an agency accept or reject. Assumption 3. Laws are organized into complete sets and are independent in the sphere in which they are assigned by God. Without independence of law, then free will, agency, freedom, and liberty could not exist. Spheres have many levels of laws, each governed by its own set of rules. One complete set of laws may be different from another complete set of laws. What we call the laws of Newton apply to our observable world. What we call the laws of quantum physics apply to the invisible world of atoms and subatomic particles. What we call the laws of relativity apply to the cosmos, to time and space dimensions. If that much complexity exists in our small corner of the cosmos, then it is probably true that we have no grasp of the innumerable sets of laws that govern our universe. In all probability, unique sets of laws are as numerous as the galaxies. Locked in the laws of this earth, like those in Plato's cave, we see only shadows. Assumption 4. All laws, regardless of how varied they appear to be, peculiar in their own sphere, are governed by a single law or single set of laws, because laws cannot compete or fight among themselves. For thousands of years, man got along fine in the Newtonian world. Without knowledge of quantum physics or relativity, Man erected pyramids, sailed the seas, and built civilizations. Yet those peculiar sets of laws were there just the same, and perhaps many others yet undiscovered, working together in perfect harmony. The role of science is threefold. One, to find the laws that govern our sphere. Two, to find the laws that govern other spheres. And three, to find the law that governs all laws. That is the true holy grail of science. Science is right in the noblest quest, and that is that the Holy Grail does exist. All laws are organized under one great whole. The following are 16 necessary attributes of law. 1. Laws must be absolute. 2. Laws must be fixed. 3. Laws must have conditions. 4. Laws must be unique. 5. Laws must be predictable. 6. Laws must be irreducible. 7. 
Laws must deal with self-existing matter and energy. 8. Laws must have a purpose. 9. Laws must be incontrovertible. 10. Laws must be self-evident. 11. Laws must be independent. 12. Laws must be ubiquitous. 13. Laws must be in a highly organized state. 14. Laws must be organized into complete sets. 15. Laws cannot self-exist. 16. All laws must work in harmony with all other laws. I have left out the most important attribute of all. That attribute is the holy grail of physics that science can never discover. There must be a single law above all other laws, and that law must be unconditional. Its singular purpose is to govern all other laws. That law I call the law of justice, the law of God. In fact, it is God. God governs all laws. God is the source of power of all his creations, or the universe would not hold. That is why Christians give God the appellations of omniscient, omnipotence, and omnipresence. His power is in all things and throughout all things. His signature is in all his laws. The laws are proof of his existence. Only those who have the veil over their minds have the luxury of denying the existence of God. When that veil is lifted, and it will be lifted on all of us, if not here, then hereafter, then everyone will acknowledge the existence of God, and everyone will exclaim, Thy ways are just. There will be some sad people in the resurrection, but there will be no non-believers. All will learn then what the devils already know, and it is this. God is Almighty. Simply take one of the essential attributes above. Laws cannot self-exist. And ask, what would happen if laws self-existed? One, first there would be no free will. Everything would exist by necessity. Two, there would be no God and no purpose for God. Three, there would be no purpose for life. Because theoretical science accepts the theory that laws self-exist, Many scientists deny the existence of God, deny the existence of free will, and deny the existence of the immortality of the soul. If law self exists, it creates a conundrum for science, because it means that nothing was created by accident. The only other explanation that science can give is that laws, like all other creations, were created by accident, and that defies all probability. Yet theoretical science uses the existence of law to reject the idea of intelligent design. The existence of law is the strongest evidence of God that science can offer, because law could never occur by accident. Laws do not work alone. They work in harmony with other laws, and all laws are governed by a single law, or there would be no existence. Christians hold the view that the governing law of the universe is the light of Christ, who is the source of all power. Light is truth. It was Christ who said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Light, power, truth, and law are one, and the access we have to that power is faith in Christ. It is impossible for law to evolve out of chaos accidentally. Not even science could conventionally claim that law occurs by accident. Laws cannot evolve. Laws cannot just happen by chance. Again, something can never come from nothing. 
Strictly speaking, science believes in the four forces of nature, which are laws. But they appear to believe that the laws of nature evolved by accident from the Big Bang, thus creating an accidental universe. In effect, they are saying, accident created law, and law created order out of chaos. That means that something came from nothing, and that is not possible. Life is accidental. Earth is accidental. The Goldilocks zone is accidental. I don't know why theoretical science is not bothered by improbability. Because science rejects intelligent design, where can they go but run to accident, chance, coincidence, luck, and serendipity of circumstances? Science may deny God, but they sure build a case for miracles. But their God of miracles is a strange God indeed, for he has created a universe that annihilates itself and everything in it, including God. Christianity depends upon the truth that laws cannot self-exist. Otherwise, they would have to accept law, not Christ as their creator. The paradox is easy to explain. All creations are governed by a complete set of laws. All laws are organized by God. That is why we call it intelligent design. God does everything through law. Laws govern our universe. Laws preserve our universe. Laws perfect our universe. Where there is no law, there is chaos. Where there is law, there is order. And from that order comes perfection. Sin is violation of law. Obedience is obedience to law. Sin leads to disorder and chaos. Obedience leads to order and perfection. Those choices give us agency. Assumption 5. Chaos is a natural state, and law is necessary to bring order out of chaos. Just as life cannot create itself, Laws cannot create themselves, or something would come from nothing. Chaos is the natural state. Therefore, laws must be organized to bring order out of chaos. And laws must preserve, protect, and perfect that order. Intelligent design is the primary argument for the existence of God. In claiming that we live in an accidental universe, science somehow has accepted the idea that laws must have evolved. But laws cannot evolve. Evolution requires entropy, birth and death. Laws are not organic things. Laws are so absolute and highly organized that they cannot be explained by chance, accident, evolution, or serendipity of circumstances. From the onset, they are completely organized and never change. They never evolve. They are not on a one-way street to improvement. If chaos is the natural state, which to me appears to be the most plausible explanation, then we must conclude that laws were organized by an intelligent being through intelligent design to overpower chaos. Laws must be absolute and unchanging, or everything would return to chaos. Law brings order out of chaos. If chaos designed laws, then that would mean that something can come from nothing. It also means that laws could return to chaos, bringing about maximum equilibrium, or what scientists call the giant heat death. Law brings order out of chaos, and the study of order reveals the purposes of God. Everything points back to God. Everything is a witness of God. All creation is evidence of intelligent design, and intelligent design is a witness of God. Whereas it seems natural for fish to swim upstream, it did not evolve by necessity. It was organized by necessity. God is perfect, therefore he organizes perfect laws. Laws do not determine purpose. Laws reveal purpose. If we study law, we will understand the purposes of God, for he designed the laws. 
Temporal laws reveal temporal purposes, hence the laws of nature. Spiritual laws reveal spiritual purposes, hence the commandments of God. Only by understanding both temporal laws and spiritual laws can we understand God. Laws are absolute because God is absolute. Laws are perfect because God is perfect. The design is not greater than the designer. The book of nature is not greater than the author. The architecture is not greater than the architect. We don't worship nature because we weren't sent to earth to become like nature. We don't worship animals because we weren't sent here to become like animals. We worship God because we were sent here to become like God. Anything less is anticlimactic. In summary, purpose first, law second. Every law organized by God has a purpose. One, to give us free will, agency, freedom, liberty, and joy on this earth. Two, to exalt us and to bring us back into his presence to live with him in that exalted state forever. As children of God, it only makes sense that God, our Father, wants us to become like him. It is for that purpose that he created laws. All laws are engineered to bring us joy in this life and eternal joy in the next. Freedom in this life and eternal freedom in the next. Sin is not some arbitrary commandment. Sin is disobedience to law. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This message turns our minds to Christ our Creator. We should show gratitude to God who organized laws, created this earth, and gave us the opportunity to return to live with Him. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.